Hello, you guys. What is up? Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if you are new. Today, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more serious, self-helpy, I guess you could say, less like funny pop culture. I wanted to talk about how to overcome failure and turn that into a success and kind of how to overcome disappointment, defeat, and like what to do when life does not go your way. Because obviously, unfortunately, most of the time, life does not go our way. Um, And I deal with a lot of that in the industry that I'm in, in the work I do. And I've learned definitely over the years kind of how to deal with it and how to kind of flip the script and use those experiences to better myself and better my life. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. But before I get into all of that, um, let's do some life updates. First, Halloween. I hope you guys had a great Halloween. Um, For me, I didn't really do much, to be honest. Um, I didn't like really go out. I didn't dress up. I did like post on my Instagram, like my dogs in their costumes. And that was pretty cute, if I do say so myself. Um, but I definitely am that person where like, I'll totally dress up my dogs. But like me, I'm like, eh, I don't need a costume. I feel like I'm at the weird like point in my life where like, I'm not going to go to um, like a party. Obviously, like a lot of parties, you have to be like, 18 or 21, almost 18 in like a month and a half, two months. Um, But, you know, maybe even if it's 21 and there's drinking, I can't go. Then obviously I'm not going to go trick-or-treating. And like I don't have any like little siblings or cousins that I can like take trick-or-treating. So, you know, it's like, it's kind of weird. And for Halloween day, I actually was like up in the Bay Area visiting family. We're like renovating my grandma's house. We like went to this like uh, showroom and we're like trying to pick out like all the finishes that we want. So the only day that worked with my schedule that I could like fly up there to do it was on Halloween. So I was not like in LA, but at our apartments, um, my family was telling me that we had I think it was a total of three kids come to our door, like, trick-or-treating. And we put out this little, like, trick-or-treat sign on our door. That was probably, like, what led them to us. Um, so they were able to get some candy because we were prepared. We did buy some just in case. But, you know, you never know with an apartment. I've actually never lived in an apartment before living here in L.A., so I didn't know really how that worked. But in the Bay Area, our house is, like, on the top of this, like, steep hill. So let's be honest, like, no trick-or-treaters are going to be walking up that hill. Honestly, you know, they could burn off burn off the galleries before eating the candy. Um, so I've never really had an experience giving out candy. But I'm glad that those, like, three little kids got... Um, you know, to get some candy from us. But now that Halloween is over, I am officially like in the Christmas mode. Like for me, I made a joke today that like I go by the Starbucks calendar. So like when Starbucks releases their fall drinks, I'm like, okay, like it's fall, it's spooky season, it's Halloween, whatever. But when they release their Christmas drinks, it's Christmas. Like it is Christmas. You cannot tell me any different. I've been listening to Christmas music on like our Amazon like Echo thing. Whenever I'm like doing dishes or cleaning, I always turn on and it's literally the best. And then I got my first Christmas beverage from Starbucks. I think it was on November 2nd. I didn't get to go on November 1st, but I got the sugar cookie almond milk latte. I got it iced. The one like issue I have when I ever get an iced latte, I feel like it's kind of warm, like because the espresso is obviously hot and then they like mix it with the ice. I don't know, but it's always like kind of like lukewarm for some reason. So maybe I need to get like extra ice or I don't know. I probably what I'm going to do is get like a shaken espresso with almond milk or oat milk and then like put the sugar cookie syrup in there. 
Because if like with the shaken espressos, because they're obviously like, well, shaken with ice, um, they tend to be nice and cold. So we'll see. Um, but I do like the sugar cookie almond milk latte hot as well. I have to say, I do try to like not have the sugary drinks. So often what I'll do is I'll get like two pumps of sugar cookie syrup and then two pumps of the sugar-free vanilla, or I'll add like a stevia packet or whatever. Um, but I do try to like limit my consumption of the sugary drinks. Um, so that that's a little hack for you. Get it like with half the amount of syrup that it usually has. Um, but it was very, very good. And then I did try their like gingerbread loaf and that was like super tasty. But yeah, I've been trying to like, you know, stay on my health grind because I have a pageant coming up. I'm going to National All-American Miss in Orlando in, oh gosh. So I'm recording this on November 6th and I think I leave like on the 18th. So I leave pretty, pretty soon. I think my episode next week is going to be like a full pageant prep episode. I'm going to talk be I'm going to be talking a little bit about like prepping for pageants in this episode because that's a big part of like how, where I've like faced failure and, and disappointment is obviously like not winning a pageant. So I'm going to be talking about that a little bit. But if you want to know kind of how I prep for pageants, all like the behind the scenes work that goes into it because there is a lot. I feel like a very common misconception with pageants is that it's like, oh, you just like put on a dress, you step on stage. But there's just so much work that we have to do behind the scenes genuinely that I would love to discuss. So I think I should do that next week. Let me know if you guys want to see that. Um, speaking of, you know, like talking with me, um, make sure you guys follow me on my socials. They're always in the show notes, but I've been posting a ton on my Instagram leading up to National American Miss, doing like this like social media countdown for it. So every day, like we post something different related to the pageant, whether it's how we're prepping or to do with the organization or whatever, but it's a great way to kind of like stay up to date with what's going on with me leading up to the pageant. But I saw my coach today. She's in Brea. So it's like an hour drive. Um, I work with pageant coaching and designs, which if you guys are interested in doing a pageant, maybe you've been doing pageants for a while, but want to get a coach, switch coaches, whatever, I highly recommend her. She is absolutely amazing. Um, she's completely like transformed my walks, my interview skills, and I just love her so much. So definitely check her out. But we did, we like worked on all things damn today. So like casual wear, runway, which are like the optional competitions, my evening gown, which you guys, I'm actually renting my evening gown from her. Long story short, I'm getting a custom Giovanni Couture gown made and technically now is ready, but we weren't sure if it was going to be ready for this pageant in Orlando or not, but we don't have it yet because I think Giovanni's like headquarters or like where they make their dresses and their showrooms and stuff. I'm pretty sure it's in Atlanta, Georgia. So basically, the gown has to ship from Atlanta to the dress store that we ordered it from, which is Preview in San Diego. And then we have to go try it on. It's going to need to be altered because at least from like my personal experience with people that I know who have gotten custom dresses, almost always it comes and it's like too big. Um, but they think they do that on purpose. I low-key feel like it's because they think that girls are going to lie about their measurements. Um, but anyways, like when it comes, like you have to get it altered down. So we just didn't want to risk it not being ready or maybe there's things we, we have to fix with it. So we're just renting a gown for my coach, but it is so gorgeous. If you guys have been following like my pageant journey for a while, this dress is very different from anything that I have ever worn before and I'm just obsessed with it. I love the color. I love the style. 
I'm not going to really give any like sneak peeks about it yet. Maybe I'll talk more about it next week, but you're going to have to just stay tuned. Stay tuned on my socials for what it will be. Um, what else has been going on? I saw the Eras tour movie for the second time. No regrets. I absolutely am obsessed with it. Um, it was just amazing. That's the type of movie that I feel like when it comes on a streaming platform, I don't know if it ever will. I'm assuming her like reputation and her Miss Americana is both on Netflix. So I assume that's the route that she's going to go. But with with the strikes and the like deals, I have no idea like what's going to happen with that. But um, that's just the type of thing that you can just have on like when you're doing your makeup or you have friends over or you're cleaning your room just for like background noise or like doing homework because obviously you don't need to like be watching it like with your eyes like every second, but it's just good noise. Like that's why I've been loving Gilmore Girls. It was like obviously Gilmore Girls is like very like fall vibes, very like cozy feeling. I don't even know why. I think it's just like where it takes place in the scenery, but I love Gilmore Girls. Just like put it on when I'm like doing work or cleaning or whatever. And it's, like, really, really nice. Um, what other updates uh, do I have to tell you guys? I have been wanting to read Britney Spears' memoir, A Woman and Me. I was doing a Peloton ride yesterday, and, like, Cody Rigsby was talking about it. I really, really want to read it. But I'm also – okay, I got to be fully honest. Britney, like, her peak era was, like, when I was so young. Like, obviously, like, a three-year-old was, like, not listening to Britney Spears. So I don't like, I like her, I like her music, but I don't like feel that connection to her that I feel like a lot of uh, like people slightly older than me, like millennials feel like that strong tie to her. I don't feel that necessarily, but I do like her and I am curious about like what what she went through and I want to hear her story. So I think that I will um, listen to it or read it, I'm not sure. And then I've also been like busy working on my second cookbook. That's been some, something that we've been doing, just cooking, re- recipe testing. I made these like really good, like healthy, like ban- banana bread muffins that I might put in the cookbook. We'll see, but they did turn out good. I swear, half the time when I bake stuff, I don't know why this happens. One of you guys, if you know, please let me know. But I'll bake something or like I'll be making the batter, like muffins or a cake or whatever. And, you know, normally I do try to bake healthier stuff. So I'll, I'll like substitute some of the ingredients or maybe the re- the recipe is like vegan or dairy free or whatever. But like I'll be making it and the batter, like I'll just taste the batter. Don't give me any like the salmonella stuff. Like I'm fine, <laughs> but I'll taste the batter and the batter will, will be like delicious. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so good. Yes. And then the second I like I bake it and it's done and I take it out of, out of the oven and I taste it, tell me why the batter literally tastes – tell me why the muffins or whatever I made taste so bad. I, I'm like, how does this happen? Like what is the science behind that? Because it makes literally no sense to me. So someone please explain. I have no idea why that is, but these banana bread muffins that I made definitely turned out good. Um, in the farmer's market at the Grove, they opened up a Nona's but banana bread, and you guys, it is so good. It's definitely, like, not, like, a healthy, like, banana bread by any means, um, but it is so tasty, so I highly recommend trying it if you guys have one near you. But, yeah. Okay, so I think that that is all for my little, like, life update rants, so let's get into this episode. So, first, I want to kind of talk about... Like when I started pageants and like how I dealt with 
not winning basically. So like my first pageant that I ever did, um, let's see, I got like second runner up, but there's only like eight of us or nine of us girls and it wasn't like very steep competition. So I was just like grateful, like to, you know, even be considered or do anything. And then a year later I did Miss California Teen USA and I did not place. And I remember after I did not place, I was just like so devastated. Like I was so heartbroken. And I remember I was just like, why? I was just like shocked and in a state of disbelief. And now looking back, I was like, okay, like I did not deserve to place. Like that was like, I, my performance was not good at all. But I just remember just being shocked, you know? And then I think the next pageant I did, I got like fourth runner up. Again, I was grateful that I placed, but again, there wasn't very many girls and I felt like, I didn't do as good as I could have. I thought, let's see, after that, didn't place. And then I think it was didn't place again. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, didn't place, didn't place. And then I think I didn't place again. Wow, I'm humbling myself. Didn't place again. Then I got first runner up. That was a big deal. And then I didn't place again. And then my last pageant I just did, I won. And that is the first title I've ever won in, I think I've been doing pageants for like four or five years now. And yeah, I've never won a title until then. And I think that a lot of times if you hear that, you're like, wow, like it took you like nine times. I think it did nine pageants to win. Like it it took me nine to win. And I feel like when I say that out loud for the first time, I'm like, wow, like really Graceland? Like it took you nine to win? Like that's so bad. But I think back and I realize how much I learned each pageant I did. Each pageant I did, I really improved. And there's always something that after the pageant, I was able to kind of, instead of like, you know, being down on myself, I was able to look back and be like, okay, like I can work on this. And then I would just improve that and hope that the next pageant I did, I could make some sort of improvement that may not be winning, but I would be, maybe I could increase my scores by a few points or at least like watch back my videos of me performing and feel like that I've improved. So I just feel like when you're going through something like a pageant or maybe you're applying to colleges or whatever, have realistic goals. I think that's the first tangible tip I can say when you're like trying to deal with failure and dealing with disappointment. I think a lot of times people feel like a failure in a, in a disappointment because they set these super like high lofty unrealistic goals that are just, like I said, unrealistic. And they'll be like, okay, like my goal is to win this title, right? That'll be the only goal they set. That's the only thing in their mind. And if they don't win, you feel awful about about yourself. You're like, I'm a failure. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. Like whatever we tell ourselves. And something that I've learned over the past like five years, just even just doing pageants is how important it is to set a goal. Sure, like you can want to win, that's great. But we have to set goals that are not related to winning. Like for example, you could go into a pageant and be like, my goal is to make three new friends. Or my goal is to make one networking connection that could help me in my career. Or my goal is to be able to do this turn that I've been practicing really hard in my ball gown whatever it is, right? If we have those smaller goals that are much like more likely to be achieved, we're going to feel really good about ourselves when we do that and achieve that. And you know, if we don't win, 
it's not the end of the world because that was not the only thing that we were there for. Like we had other, you know, wants and needs and things that we were hoping to get out of the experience. So, and that can be for anything, you know, let's say often, like I do a lot of self-tape auditions, you know, there's a common phrase in the entertainment business and it's, you don't book the job, you book the room. And what they mean by that is like, if you can go into an audition and, you know, nowadays it's like self-tapes, you know, which is like, everyone has their own opinions about that. If you can go into a self-tape and think, okay, you know, I could book this job. I could not book this job. Like, realistically, the chances of me booking this job are slim to none, right? It's a very tricky business. But if I can do a good enough job to win over this casting director or this producer or this director or whoever you're doing your audition for, they're going to call me back and keep having me come back to audition. And then probably one day I'll audition for a role that it's the right fit and I get cast. So that's been a huge thing for me. You know, there's one casting director in particular, I booked a movie that I shot over the summer. And before I actually booked that job, I probably did like five auditions for her. And, you know, I could look at that like, oh my gosh, like I'm just not booking all these jobs, like five auditions and I didn't book it. Like, poor me. Or I could flip the script, which is what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, you know, flipping our mindset. And I could look at that and be like, oh my gosh, like this casting director likes me and believes in me and thinks I'm talented so much that they are calling me in time and time again to see my work. And then eventually I booked a job, you know what I mean? So instead of looking at it as I was a failure, I kind of looked at it as an opportunity to keep improving every time and keep coming back and back until I was able to quote unquote win or get the job, you know, and that I feel like it's just so valuable to kind of flip the script and have a growth mindset is really what it comes down to versus having that closed mindset. And that was me me with pageants. Like every time I came back, I did another pageant. I just got better and better and better. And I became a stronger competitor. And it's not even like, oh, your skills particular like may improve, but you also just like learn the game more. I remember my first pageant, I had no idea what I was doing. No idea how to do my hair, my makeup. Didn't know that you were supposed to get a spray tan or what shoes to wear. Like I had absolutely no idea. I was so green. I was so new. I was such a baby, honestly, like looking back. And I didn't really have anyone in my life that was like in the pageant industry or like could like kind of be like a mentor to me. Like like me and Stephanie, like we had no idea. And we just kind of like went in blind like a deer in headlights. But every time that we came back and did another pageant, I would learn. I would learn, okay, like you get a spray tan. Okay, like, oh, the... These are the good eyelashes to use for stage. Oh, everyone really loves this brand of shoes because they're comfortable. Like you just learn as time goes on. So I like to look at these opportunities like a pageant, like an audition. It's not as a test or, oh, I need to win or I need to get the job. But I look at it as a learning experience and a chance to grow. Because then when I may quote unquote fail, it's not really a failure anymore because that was not my only goal was to get that end result. My goal is just to keep learning and keep improving. Same thing with auditions. Like my first self-tapes I did, like when I first got an agent, um, it was actually like right before COVID, I got my first like TV film agent. We had no idea that you're supposed to have a backdrop and like a ring light and a tripod for your phone or your camera. Like we had no idea. 
we literally would go outside. This is when we were living in, um, like up in the mountains, like in kind of by like Lake Tahoe. We would go outside and I'm not joking, you guys. We would literally film my auditions like in the woods, like, like with the trees in the background, with the noise, with the animals, with the cars going by the street. Like we just genuinely had no idea that like that was not what you were supposed to do. And that was not like industry standard, but we didn't know any better. So of course I didn't book those jobs, but eventually, you know, after I did enough of those takes, like, and I did like a self-tape class, I was taught that like, hey, like we should have a solid backdrop, like make sure our lighting is good, make sure there's no noise in the background. And I just didn't know any of those things, but you know, I didn't book those jobs, but as time went on, that, that was a learning experience for me to grow and evolve. So that's another thing I, have to, I would say, like, look at these opportunities as a learning experience. And now I also want to go into like how to handle disappointment. And this is like, at least might be a hot take, but this is kind of for me. I think a lot of times when I don't achieve something or I don't, you know, I don't succeed, I don't get a job, I don't want a title, whatever it is. I think that sometimes the disappointment I feel is not even like, oh, I feel bad about myself. It's that like, oh, like other people like are dis- disappointed in me, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, I let my friends down and I let my family down. I let my coach down, like whatever. And I think at the end of the day, like everyone is very concerned, like obviously with, with their own lives and their own stuff going on. And so one, they probably don't feel like that. Let's be honest. They're focused on their own stuff, but also those people, like your friends, your family, your coaches, whatever, if they really love you and they really care about you, they're not going to judge you or love you any less if you don't succeed and you don't achieve what you wanted to achieve and you don't win or win a title or get the job or whatever. They're not going to look at you any less. Like that's all in our head. And that's all our like negative voice talking, but like they don't care. Like at the end of the day, they, they love you for you. And if you are surrounded by people who don't love you for you and have like what I would call like conditional love or conditional support, you know, that might be a sign that, hey, like maybe I need to kind of like reframe um, and restructure like who I surround myself with. Because I really do believe like we do become who we are around. We do become the people that we surround ourselves with, um, whether that's family, friends, mentors, whatever. So I would highly recommend, you know, surrounding yourself with people that will support you and love you, like, no matter what. Okay. I also kind of want to go in to the idea of, like, picking yourself back up and trying again after you don't succeed at something. So I'm sorry I'm, like, tying, like, literally all of these to pageants, but that, that's, like, the biggest, like, example that I have that's, like, current in my life, you know? So for me, every time that I did a pageant and I didn't win, I like I would let myself be sad for a day. That would be, would be like my day. I could like cry or whatever. And then after that one day of my like, I guess you could say like allotted period of sadness, which sounds like so weird. I'd be like, okay, Gracelyn, like you didn't win. That's okay. That's fine. Are we going to let this like stop you from trying again? Or are we going to push past that and just pick yourself back up and sign up again and try again? And every time I, you know, kind of had to have a pep talk with, with myself and be like, no, like, I'm going to try again. Like, I can do this. 
And that might, like, I know it's so much easier said than done. And honestly, it's like, sometimes if you don't succeed at something, it can almost be kind of embarrassing. You're like, I don't want to try again. Like, I didn't win. Like, what's the point? But if you don't try again, like, you're never going to have a chance of winning or getting that title or getting the job again if you don't try. So it kind of like, you don't know if you don't ask. Like, you don't know if you don't try. And if you fail once, that's not... That's not the end all be all. That doesn't mean that, that, that it's it's never going to happen for you. And I really do believe in the universe's timing. And if you believe in God, like God's timing and everything is going to happen for you when it should. So, you know, just because it doesn't happen right when you want it to, it, it doesn't mean it's a no forever. It's a not yet. And like, so that's, that was a big thing for me is just letting myself have that one day of just sadness or, you know, disappointment. And then I had to decide to pick myself back up and try again. And, you know, trying again doesn't even need to be necessarily going back to the same thing. Like maybe be like, okay, like I didn't do so great at that pageant. I'm going to try a different system and see what happens. You know, if I don't do well there, that that's fine. But I'm just going to try, you know, see what, it, what the outcome is. I don't know. And often when I did that, I found that those new experiences that I went out to seek, um, actually ended up being better for me and I did better. And, you know, that could be just because I was improving myself and my skills, or it could be that the new system that I went to was a better fit for me. So I think that was really important. And then also along with that, you have to find something that you're so passionate about that it doesn't matter if you succeed or win, like you were just happy to, to be there and to be doing it and it fills your cup and it fills your soul. For me, that is pageantry and that is acting. So really at the end of the day, like even if I don't win or even if I don't get the job, it's because it's so fulfilling to me um, that, it, you know, it, 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 at the end of the day, like I'm enjoying myself and I'm enjoying the process and I'm enjoying the journey. So like if I don't succeed and I don't win, it's not that big of a like a burden or like a harsh reality for me because I had so much fun in the process. So that's a huge thing as well, but just finding stuff that you enjoy doing and, you know, whether that that's a job or a school that you enjoy going to or a hobby, just make sure that you are actually having fun and that will make, even if you don't quote unquote win or succeed, it, it makes that a lot easier because you've enjoyed the process. Okay, you guys, I think that is like my, all I have about this topic. Um, I hope that little like rant, uh, was helpful for you guys. Um, I know it can be tough when you don't succeed at something or you don't win something or you face a disappointment. But at the end of the day, if we can learn to kind of flip the script to have that growth mindset, you're, you're going to realize like, okay, like I can do this. Like it's not the end of the world if this, this doesn't happen for me. And just having that realization really has been just huge. And I highly, highly, you know, encourage you guys to like dig deep and really try to seek that out for yourselves. Because again, it's just been so, so crucial for me. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Share this with someone who you think could hear this. This one, this one was a little bit of a shorty, but again, I hope it was helpful and good content. Make sure to follow me on my Instagram, my TikTok, my Facebook. It's all in the show notes and also my emails there. Um, but it, my handles, let's see, for Instagram and Facebook, it's at Graceland Writer Official. And then TikTok, it's Graceland underscore writer. My email is graceland.writer.business at gmail.com. Again, all in the show notes. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely stay tuned for next week. It's going to be a pageant prep episode and I will talk to you guys later. Bye.